come into the book of Judges, the seventh book of the Bible, you notice in the very first verse, it says, after the death of Joshua. So we're picking right up on the previous story, right? And in fact, you could go all the way back to Genesis, run straight through Judges, and you'll find out it's one consecutive story, right? Just keeps marching forward. We've seen Joshua lead the people into the land. They now have the land, but there's still people, groups from within the land that each tribe has to drive out. This was on Joshua's heart as an old man before he died, challenging the people to continue to obey, to finish the job, to get the, the other nations out of the land, not to let their hearts be turned away to the gods of the nations. And now we come into Judges and, and Joshua's dead and we kind of wonder, what, I wonder what happened after that. We don't have to go long, wait long to find out. You could read the book of Judges, the first chapter on your own, and I think if you read carefully, you'd find a ton of repetition. So you could take your time on your own to do that, or I'm going to point it out to us. Say, what did all of these tribes do with all of those people that were left in the land? Look at Judges 1, verse 19. It says, And the Lord was with Judah, and he took possession of the hill country, but he could not drive out the inhabitants that were there. Then down to verse 21. But the people of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites who lived in Jerusalem. 27. 127. Manasseh did not drive out the inhabitants. 28. When Israel grew strong, they put the Canaanites to forced labor, but they did not drive them out completely. 29. Ephraim did not drive out the Canaanites. 30. Zebulun didn't drive them out. 31. Asher didn't drive them out. 32. At the end, they did not drive them out. 33. Naphtali didn't drive them out. Do you notice anything? It may be a pattern, right? That the author of Judges at the very beginning is trying to tell you, look, nobody obeyed the Lord completely. This is all incomplete obedience. Or maybe that's just a friendly way to say disobedience. They did not do what God told them to do. And so at the beginning of Judges chapter 2, the angel of the Lord comes down, sees what's happened, and says, I told you, I told you, I brought you up out of the land, but you didn't obey. You did not obey my voice. What have you done? And so Judges 2 verse 3, communicating the words of God, says, so now I say, I will not drive them out before you. So you had your chance and you wouldn't obey. You wouldn't finish what I called you to do. And now I will not allow it. I will not be with you to do it but they will become thorns in your sides and their gods that you refuse to destroy will be a snare to you in the days ahead. And this is just like Joshua had warned before he died. And if you want to know how much the author of Judges wants you to see that, that this is the failure to listen to what Joshua said at the end of the book of Joshua, you just got to look at Judges chapter 2, verses 6 and following. Where, it said, where the author of Judges, and you'd have to look at it closely to see this, the author of Judges retells the exact same ending to the book of Joshua. So you can see it again. It says, when Joshua dismissed the people, the people went out to take possession of the land. And Judges 2 verse 7, and the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua and who had seen all the great work that the Lord had done for Israel 
And Joshua, the son of Nun, he died and they buried him. And he like, I read that back at the end of Judges, but the author, or at the end of Joshua. And that's the point. The author of Judges has retold it. He's brought Joshua back into the scene so you could see him again, so you could hear those words again, and so you could read it right next to this. They did not listen to the warnings. We knew from the end of Joshua that the people served the Lord, the days of Joshua, and the elders shall outlived him, and all those who had seen and known the work of the Lord. But now in Judges chapter 2, verse 10, in the second half, it says, There arose another generation after that who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. And, and, and some of that is probably a failure on the part of the, of the earlier generations, to be honest, that they didn't seem to pass on the works of the Lord and the words of the Lord. But when that generation, remember we were wondering, what happened after those people? Here it's telling you. When that generation came that hadn't seen and didn't know, they turned away from the Lord. Now it's pretty rare when you read a book. I haven't read many books of the Bible or of, of any books in general that, that actually tell you up front what you're about to read, okay? Like where, it get, where the author kind of gives away the story before he gets into the story. But that's basically what you find in the book of Judges. I want you to see it. See what I mean? Look at Judges 2, verse 11. The author is going to tell you in advance everything you're going to read throughout the body of the book of Judges. Look at Judges 2, verse 11. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And they served the Baals, or the Baals, the, these other gods. And they abandoned the Lord. Remember that scene? Oh, we will serve the Lord. Oh, no. They abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. They went after other gods from among the gods of the people. Verse 13, they abandoned the Lord and served the Baals and the Asherah, these false gods. That's, that's what you're going to see. You're going to read about that in Judges. The people abandoned Yahweh to serve other gods. That's their sin. Verse 14, how does God feel about it? What does he do? So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he gave them over to the plunderers who plundered them, and he sold them. God sold them into the hand of their surrounding enemies so that they could no longer withstand their enemies. Whenever they marched out, the hand of the Lord that had been outstretched fighting for them was against them for harm, just as the Lord had warned. And as he had sworn to them that he would do this, he's fulfilling his promises to them, even in judgment. And they were in terrible distress. And so part one, the people rebel against the Lord. They abandon the Lord for other gods. And so part two, God is so jealous for the devotion of his people. It stirs his anger and he comes down in judgment as he had promised. And then verse 16, then what happens? And then the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hand of those who plundered them. God in his mercy and in his grace only allows his people to suffer for so long. And then he would raise up judges, leaders to deliver 
his people. And so there'd be sin and there'd be judgment. And then there'd be the grace of God. In verse 17, yet they did not listen to their judges for they whored after other gods and bowed down to them. And, and on that, that language seems so strong, but I think what you're, what you're seeing in that language, and, and you got to get ready for that kind of language, about the people whoring after other gods or prostituting themselves after other gods, it's, it's, it's drawing out this picture that God is like the, the husband of Israel. He's covenanted himself to them in love. He's given himself to them. They've entered into union with one another. And so when they abandon Yahweh to chase after other gods and to give themselves to other gods, it is adultery. And, and, and this is what the author's telling you. This is what God would save them in his mercy. And what would they do? They wouldn't listen to those judges and they would whore after other gods and bow down to them. They'd soon turn aside again from the Lord. Verse 18, whenever the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge like he was with Joshua and he would save them because the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning. But 19, but whenever the judge died, they would turn back and they'd be more corrupt. It'd be a downward spiral going after other gods. And so then how would God feel? Verse 20, so the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. In that section right there, the author tells you everything you're going to read in, in the central chapters of Judges. The people abandon Yahweh for other gods. And so God's anger is stirred and he judges them. And then they'll cry out for, for mercy. And God is such a God of pity. Even on this terribly rebellious people, he'll, he'll pity them and he'll raise up judges to save them. He'll be with those judges to deliver, but they won't listen to the judges. And as soon as those judges die, the people will abandon the Lord for other gods and it'll happen in a cycle again and again and the author is telling you everything in advance and he also is telling you it's going to be a downward spiral and all you got to do is read through the book of judges to see it joshua is full of optimism until you get to the end of the book of joshua and we get all mixed up feeling not sure how things are going to go and then the book of Judges tells you at the very beginning, this is going to be a downward spiral of sin, of rebellion, of God's mercy, but not a transformation of these people because they'll just go right back, chasing after other gods, abandoning the God who has loved them and given himself to them and has covenanted himself to them. They don't want him. They want other gods. And this is what we're going to see as we walk through the rest of the book of Judges.